Let's go ahead and get y'all up in here real quick. And we'll we'll get started. One, two, one, two, one, two. Let's go ahead and get adjusted. Some, some roaches or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when the truth comes out about things, it gets people to scatter like bugs. And so we, what we want to find out is why are so many people scared of the truth? I mean, we came with this precursor. Yeah, yeah, grand rising, sir. Grand rising, you know, top of the morning to you. Um, why are people so afraid of the truth coming out? You know, um, my grandmother used to have this saying, and she said, well, if you're telling me the truth, you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> so we, we, we're going to, you know, start it out there and then, you know, in the monologue. And then we're going to get to the actual topics, according to Tim. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Tim Russell in the building. I'm good, man. I mean, we got people on the check-in already. You know what I'm saying? And, uh... Like, let's even go back further than than Cat Williams. We're, we're going to land there, but then we're, we're, we're going to, you know, start out here because 
you know, who's been in the news for a long time is Puffy. Mm -hmm. And circa, you know, end of October, all through November and December, you know, it started out with Cassie. And what ends up happening is that the things that, good morning, sir. Good morning, Wally. Um, the things that end up happening is that all the images that we knew of Puffy, we knew of Puffy, we, we've heard stories circulating about his parties. We heard stories about his sexual preference and, and things that went down at these parties. But we never heard about him in detail, but or from credible sources. Right. Right. So when truth starts to come out about people and we start to hear these things and they start to come out from credible sources, whether they're true or not, you know, you have to understand that it comes from a person that you've been in the hut with, you've been, you know, spending your life with. So, of course, they know some details that other people don't. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, I think a lot of people are afraid of the truth because it changes the narrative about you. It changes the image mm -hmm. that you portray because we all have an id. We all have a dark side, right? We all have things in our life that I feel that we don't want someone to either know about or it's not your business to know about. So let's start there, Tim, mm -hmm. as to why people are afraid of the truth about themselves. So I think people are afraid of the truth because... You have to be disciplined with the truth. You know, you have to be responsible with the truth. That's why lies are so attractive, because you can just handle them any which way. And when it gets to the point of exposure, it's funny. The things we run away from are the things we should be submitting to. Like, we should be exposing ourselves. Yeah. We should expose the parts of ourselves we feel where we got to hide or where we feel ashamed. Because then... They hold no weight. People can't use them against you. You know what I mean? Mm. If you eight mile yourself, you gotta laugh about it first. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and and we're getting away from those things, I think, because the fear is taking over. The fear is becoming so overwhelming. You know, we're not acting. Mm. But um, I that Cat Williams interview was everything. But Cat said something in the interview to where you know what I mean. He was saying like, you can still be afraid and do what you gotta do. And I think we as people are getting away from that. We're just being afraid. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I think that's why the truth is so scary because there's nowhere to hide in the truth. The truth is the light. And we got to remember, there is no such thing as darkness. Darkness is just the absence of light. Right. So things can only grow in the truth. Things can only progress in the truth. That's why I stay away from lies because they're going to have to keep spinning you in a circle. You're going to need three more lies just for this first lie. <laughs> <laughs> And in the truth, I get comfort, I get happiness, which to me is just awareness. I know what's going on with the truth. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that as we grow, we have to protect our narrative because sometimes it can deny you access to certain things that you're trying to do. It can paint a picture. Mm -hmm. And how many times, <clears throat> even though we accept our own truth, if somebody says, like, let's say you used to sell drugs, mm -hmm. but you're running for office somewhere. So now your running mate says, how can we crack down on drugs when you used to sell drugs? You know what I'm saying? Now that paints the narrative of you're a hypocrite, right? Mm -hmm. 
Now you could have owned it, owned up to this and said, hey, I used to do this, I'm reformed. I no longer do this, but now they're digging this up to keep me from going higher. So this is why I think people try to bury their past because yeah. it can be used against you. But you gotta face that. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> you can combat that with I mean, what is CVS doing? Is CVS not selling drugs? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So you, you can combat these things as well. You can always run and be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but if running and being afraid is an option, then to me, facing it is an option as well. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. Because it's free. The truth comes with scrutiny. People are not <laughs> going to like that you're telling the truth. That's why people don't like telling the truth, because they're people pleasers. They want to be liked. So to me, that's communication to me on a spiritual level. If I see someone just outwardly telling the truth, right. I know in my loins, oh, this person doesn't care what other people think. <laughs> so they're communicating with me. See, the world thinks they're just saying this to piss you off. No, they're looking for like-minded people who are going to resonate with this message. Right, right. Everything is frequency. Right. You hear what right. I'm saying? So a lot of times, this is our ego. We think a message is for us because we're close enough to hear it. Uh -huh. You dig what I mean? And this is what makes me secure as a person. I hear a lot of things and I don't assume any of them are for me. I receive a lot of things. I don't assume any of them are for me. So I'm able to give them away. I'm able to detach from them. That's how I was able to go to church and able to stop going. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have to talk a shit about church in the middle. <laughs> I could have just stopped going. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what's happening with Kat. Like, we can get on these shows and we can say a lot of things, but at no point should we be getting on here and telling lies. And if someone is telling lies, people who claim that they're representatives of the truth, you have to, you got to clear that up. You have to. You got to disrupt it. You got to be combative sometimes. I, th I think one of the things that was the most disappointing, right, is that and those who know me know that, you know, based off of my to get pictures of. Is it good? Oh, you did? Okay, it's just me then. Go ahead. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the most dis if you guys can see all three of us, put a one in the comment section. You're on the computer, yeah, you good. Okay. Um one of the things that most was disappointing for me is that um based on how I grew up in the environment that I grew up in, the Cosby show was everything to me. It was an escape from my reality that, you know, uh, I did not have the correct parental care, guidance, or safety that I needed as a child. So this was a, set, a, a thing to say, okay, I can escape my, po my poverty, poverty situation for a half hour each and every single Thursday night at 8 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. And so from that grew a respect, a love for this person. Now, fast forward to when I'm getting into my young adult years, I'm hearing him sponsoring HBCUs, <clears throat> really bringing light to that. And this is why we have the whole HBCU culture in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So this is now he's inspiring me to educate myself. You know, now he's inspiring me to go to school, go to the Navy, hang around a lot of HBCU campuses and really dig into that culture mm -hmm. uh, from that point. He becomes more wealthy and starts doing a lot of the whole things, uh, philanthropist type things. And my respect grows. All of a sudden, one day a comedian from Chicago says, my idols are rapists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? So naturally, because the narrative I have in my head, I was like, there's no way in hell. And then, of course, me being in entertainment, <coughs> I have the narrative in my head. 
no one in entertainment has to work for that. Nobody that I've seen in entertainment has to work for that. That comes. I've been on tour buses. I've been, you know, behind the scenes. At this point in my life, when this story comes out, I'm like, nobody with that much money has to work for that. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just comes to you. And more and more people start coming forward. Like, mm-hmm. yo, he really did this. And I'm like, yo, how do I really now feel about this man? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? At all. So I'm pretty sure him, for the first part of it, him not wanting people to know about his dark side was for the narrative. Now let's think about the other side. Now it's a criminal act. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to go to prison over it. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of times we run from the truth because we don't want those severe consequences as well. It's not so much my reputation. That's one part of it. Mm-hmm. But the consequences that come with the dark side as well. So that's just why, you know, it's like, I can't let nobody know about this because I can go to jail. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, And I, and I think <clears throat> the, the irony of it is, is a lot of times you can't come to society with the truth because they're acting oblivious to the truth. And even if we use situations of people like Diddy, like, that's the irony. Hollywood creates these type of people. Because once you get to that point when you're saying, you know, someone's on tour and they can just have it whenever, which is, you know, factual, and they still feel like they have to take it. To me, it's a point of control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a point of like, well, y'all let me do whatever else I want to do. Yeah. Why not this too? You know what I mean? And they're not wrong. You can't you can't put a person on that pedestal and expect their mind not to change. And you say, well, stay wholesome up there. It's not going to happen because they're up there by themselves with their own thoughts and trying to make sense of why y'all keep putting me up here. And I wanted to kick it down there with y'all, but y'all keep trying to treat yeah. me like it was Michael Jackson's issue. That he wants to be treated like a person, but people treat him like Michael Jackson. People cannot get used to that. Like Andre 3000 said, that's not natural. That's not natural. We are breaking people and then calling them broken. But the minute you, <laughs> like, but, but the crazy. minute you don't treat him like Michael Jackson, and he's it's off with your head, you know what I'm saying? I've I don't s- think for him, like for Michael Jackson, I wouldn't say not because his closest no. people didn't treat him like Michael Jackson, right? Exactly. But so. if you look at if you have to look at behind the scenes, Mike was nasty to a lot of people. I mean, they have footage of this. Like Mike, yeah. I mean, look at his predic- look nasty. at his predicament though. You have little. You have. You have to pretend like you're in full control of your life and you have very little control of what's actually going on. I can't just go on TV and say whatever I want to say. I got to be mindful. I got millions of fans around the world. That becomes a prison. That is not freedom. So, yeah, Patty LaBelle yells at people. All of them do because, again, look at the pressure we are putting on them. We've never put pressure on anyone like people did on Michael Jackson ever in history, in my opinion. So why two things can be true. As in Cardi B, you can't have it both ways. Why you know, not though? You, because you can't. Because you can't create a monster and expect me not to be a monster. That's trying to have it no, both ways. What I'm saying, Cardi, you can't want to be the star and then want your privacy. You know what I'm saying? You you can't have it both ways. We're, there's going to be paparazzi. We want to know your business. You're a hot topic. You're a trending topic. But the minute we stop talking about you, we start talking about Nikki or Glorilla or something like that. Now you're going to feel insecure. Because no, we're no longer talking but about that. that creates a slippery slope because then you can also now can't say legally that me going to watch her through her window is intrusive. If you are abling someone to do it just for a paycheck. So again, now you're trying to have it both ways. <laughs> so so where do we draw the line now? Is, is snooping in someone's trash can not weird and against the law? 
Why is it legal now? Because they're celebrities and you're a paparazzi. Why does it make it okay? So Dave, so Dave brings up this this interesting point. Dave, he he brings up this in one of his shows. He's like, I'm out to dinner with my family, or I'm at Disneyland with my children. But, and I'll give you two examples. Okay, <clears throat> so. In this scenario, he's saying, I'm out to eat, but this person in front of me, him is saying in his mind, I don't know when I'll ever, I might not ever get to see you again. Please, please, can I have a picture? So while I'm being intrusive to you, you, I support your comedy shows. I probably bought tickets to your shows. I probably, you know, sung your praises. And that sense of entitlement, I'm saying it's right, but people feel like you owe me a picture. You owe me something, and right? So, so, and and this is because, in my mind, and I'm I'm giving perspective here and context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, you chose to be the celebrity, not me. So, no, you can't have a peaceful dinner with your family in a public place. You can't go to Disneyland where there are many people, and I recognize you, and you don't have time to acknowledge me as a fan. Now, let me. <laughs> As a fan. So are celebrities a problem or are the fans a no, problem? That's, well, that's, 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 that's how it's the idolization. It's that sounds horrible. Now I'm in a, a prison because of you help me make money. Well, it's, it's, it's the fact that we <laughs> idolize instead of appreciate. So it's when when we when I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert. It was a whole different feeling than I ever felt in any concert that I have been in, and it was be. I think the energy was everybody was united on him winning, him him putting on a good performance. It wasn't like they were coming to suck. I think from him, in a way. So Michael Jackson, people were falling out at his yeah. feet. Like people were like literally fainting and screaming, getting carried out. Like and this was everywhere. Like the energy that he had in the room contain all of those people that had that like mindset like oh my gosh if i get close to mike i'm going to oh it's like getting close to heaven it's like getting close to jesus it's like all of these things people did that they idolized him to that standpoint yeah it's nothing wrong with appreciating entertainment or what you bring to this world appreciation is different than me idolizing you like oh my gosh i bro i cannot believe i'm sitting here no right. i can't believe it i can't yeah, i can't i can believe that I'm in the room with y'all too. Like, that's it's believable. That's a healthy mindset. Like, yeah. but like, not, but 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 you're talking about people who may have spent their last for this concert and the disparity that they're going through. So, that, but that's still so I, that, that's I healthy. Mindset. But I think, what, but not everybody has that. But what I'm mindset. saying is, what makes them credible to have an opinion? That's what I'm saying. If you can't even treat someone in a healthy manner, if you have to move in an unhealthy way. What makes your so, opinion so, incredible? To be like, I demand. That's like, right. So, to say, like, I demand you to give me a picture because yeah. I just came into your concert or I supported so you. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And I, I never said it wasn't, I never said it was a healthy thing. But here's where empathy comes in, right? So. Here, here comes what comes in? Empathy. Okay. So empathy comes in where, you know, Rich Paul was on uh, The Breakfast Club. And I guess uh, these guys grew together with LeBron and LeBron mm -hmm. has this tight circle of people that he grew with. And so he's the one that's able to talk to LeBron just like he, like you said, the circle that's able, you're not a celebrity to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're I my guy, you, you know what I'm saying? So, but as LeBron was coming up, he was succumbing to the pressure too. And there was a few fans that didn't want to sign autographs. And he was like, listen, and he didn't know what LeBron would become, but 
this was right on the cusp of him become on the rise of him becoming a superstar. He says, man, sign as many as you can. Sign as many as you can and show love to as many as you can. Because number one, they're the ones who put you here. And and it's a respect back to them. You never know how how long you're gonna be hot. You never know how long this train is gonna last. I've seen athletes blow out their knee and X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. And then this is why we we Eddie K in the situation. <laughs> because because well, let me let me finish. Yeah, let, me, let me finish. Why I think people Eddie Kane the, <laughs> the situation because now nobody's paying attention to you anymore. And now you want that. Nobody's talking about you anymore. Yeah. Now you're seeing legends move on. Now you're seeing, you know, the new regime come in and people are forgetting about you. So now you want to be on stage. Now, let me give you one more example. I'm in Brooklyn, true story. <coughs> and there's two things that I want out of New York. I want to go meet DJ Hollywood <coughs> and I want to go to the Spike Lee store. Two things, that's all I want, I'm out. I'm walking down Fulton and I'm headed to, you know, the Spike Lee store just to get me a t-shirt because this is one of the rituals that I do any city that I go to. I go to a prolific store or record store and get something that I can keep as a keepsake. I'm getting one block within uh, the 40 acres in the mule store. And I'm looking and I'm looking again. I said, no way in hell. Spike Lee shooting a commercial right in front of the store. And it's only, it's not a mob. You know, New Yorkers don't treat each other like that. It's 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 New York. So it's just him and his videographer. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there stuck. Like, so Spike does this to me. And I'm like, I'm trying to get into your store. Spike looks at me again like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, I'm shooting a commercial. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there like, yo, um, I would like to move, but I can't. I can't move my legs, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't expect you to be here. This is a dialogue we're having on the street. I didn't expect you to be here. So he was like, but I'm shooting a commercial. What are you doing? Like, you, he's a New Yorker, so he's talking to me like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm shooting a commercial. Mm-hmm. I said, Mr. Lee, I get it, but I may never get this chance again in my life. I said, I just want to, I don't even want anything from you. I just want to see you shoot the commercial and I'll be on my way. I just wanted a t-shirt. And so he cuts production, cut the production. So I'm talking to him, this and the other. I said, you know, I think it probably would be impolite to ask you for an autograph. I said, but it would be nice, you know. And so I get to talking to him about, because my mother has a relationship with his wife. And so, you know, she presented her award because she writes books. And y'all know the history of my mom. So I explained all this to him. And he says, give me one second. He goes into the store, true story comes back out five t-shirts all autographed by him now this is this is how he leverages the situation he says how much money you got i said how much money do i have he said how much money you got i said i got about forty dollars <throat> he said you forty dollars to come to my store <laughs> forty dollars to come to my he said not one of my shirts cost forty dollars so then i i call my bluff and i pull out two hundred he said, 200? He said, give me 100. And right there, we do a transaction. Swear to God, do a transaction right there on Fort Street. But at that particular time, the lesson was learned was no matter how big this person is, this person is a business person. He's got a family and he's got a store to run. 
So this is Mr. Oscar winner. He just got his Oscar at the time that I met him. But I had to realize, but not everybody comes to that realization because I could have been that entitled person. Like, you did this, that, and the other. And the way that he's talking to me, honestly, my narrative of him is breaking down. Like, how rude is this motherfucker right here? Right. But he's shooting a commercial and he's trying to generate business for his store. Mr. Millionaire. But I had to think, like, no matter how much money you have, I don't have a right to count your pockets. You still have a business to run. You still have a family to support. So you're still human. But I had to learn that lesson in these moments of right. meeting this guy. Right. And, and that's why we don't have a right at all. Like, literally, we don't have that right to impose ourselves that much into someone else's life. And I think it's the once we show appreciation, once, once we have mad appreciation for, like you said, all of those things, then it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the ego, and I, and I look at life differently from from the fan standpoint. A fan feeling like they have to meet somebody. I just don't. I, I felt like if it was supposed to happen, it happened. We bump into each other, or you know what I mean. I like, gotta address Adrian though. Two things can be true, Adrian. How was I fucking up the business when I'm supporting his business? I went to his had business. To stop the commercial. Buy the shirt. Tens and twenty thousands of dollars though. That commercial <laughs> 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 but not in the sense that I, I think this is the problem with people as fans, and this is the why they look differently at the Jay Z and Dame situation. They feel like Jay Z should have handled that situation. How Dame? These are two different people. Some people will stop on the corner and say hi and give you autographs. Some won't. I, I have never seen any of them ask to be celebrities. You being really good at what you do and you being in the trend makes you a celebrity. No one's asking for that. The people make you a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So all of this is intrusive. But again, this is why we allow the intrusive relationships in our lives. This is why we allow our family to be intrusive because we are being intrusive in other people's lives. I just, I, I don't, I see everybody as, as normal human beings. I see the God in everybody, but as soon as I learned everyone can bleed, everybody's like me. Drake is no different to me in my mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I've been around all these people, too. Like, they, they're just people to me. And I realized they have relationship problems, too. And sometimes their kids don't call them back, too. They are right. human beings. Exactly. So if I put them on this pedestal, how are they able to live in the world as a human being? They're only going to know this pedestal. We're doing more harm than good to these people and then calling them monsters. Here's a different image. mental health aspect. It's Absolutely. To me. And here's the thing. You got to think, this was 2019. I've already had a career in journalism for about 15, almost 20 years at this point. So I'm not easily starstruck, right? Mm -hmm. But this is damn Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like the person that Dave Chappelle was talking about. I don't know when I'm going to get to see you again. I probably mm -hmm. will never see you again. And And Adrian, yes. I, he told me several times to move, but guess what? I got my picture. <laughs> I got my five shirts signed that will be hung up in, the, in a basement somewhere one day. But, you know, it was just one of those things that sometimes you have to seize that moment. You but know that's what I'm saying? The, and I agree. And that's also, though, where we get duality. Because how many kids didn't get that picture or didn't get a shirt? Or Spike Lee just told them to F off and I was right. <laughs> so, so how are we honoring those kids? That's, that's, that's how I say I care about everybody. I don't nice. think about just getting my pictures. Nice. If everybody can't get one, I, I'm not supposed now to. Now, that is a Cat one. Williams perspective right there. I got to give you a round of applause. I mean, because that, that is because, definitely. Because if everyone is not being included, someone's being excluded. Yeah. So then we can't cry about how we're being excluded while we're excluding someone else. Yeah. That's We do that every day, though. And I have to think about the, the celebrity in a sense of, 
there's probably tens of thousands of people coming up to you every day. <laughs> Me humbly, I know I wouldn't be able to handle that. That's why I don't, I'm not dying yeah. to be no celebrity. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to live in that. Tens of people is too much. And, and, and I understand that with, as you, like for me, I, I'm in it to share. So I understand there's a certain level that's going to come with me sharing my life with the world. And it's challenging even on this level. Yeah. Like it's really challenging to, when I first moved back to the city, to have people just randomly come up to me in the store, like call me by my first name because they see me on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, but I watch you do yoga, I do this, I watch you do this, and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. That's But that's seeing, that's no starting to know your aura and how other people see it. Like, we do need to be mindful of that. That's why I don't discredit when a fan goes up and they want the picture and they want those things because they can tell you no. They don't have to take the picture with you. So if they take the picture with you, I'm not defending them. You get what I'm saying? But that's an aura thing. And I think sometimes in the world, our abilities, we try to share them with everybody. These aren't their abilities. They don't have the power you have. So if you go up and ask for something, it's going to be different if somebody else go use the same words, dress just like you and ask for it because that's you. Yeah. Spike Lee saw that in you, you know what I mean? That's why a lot of these actors were getting jobs off the street. People just looking at Michael B. Jordan like, yo, you, you want to be in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> because he gives this aura. Yeah. And you see it when he talks. It ain't his looks. He has an aura about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He Chris lives Cross in a intentional way. Yeah. 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 And I watch those people behind the scenes. They live very intentional life. You have that aura. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes that's why people like are, can't be around the lane. Because they'll see things work for you. They don't understand why they don't work for them. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. I see what you're so saying. So the thing with that, and 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 I've and I've been around celebrities, and I've been starstruck. You know what I mean? I, I've been around that, like people like Rihanna. I'm just like, man, I don't. I'm gonna say the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to me, that that's my journey. I feel good because at least I said something. Because the old me wouldn't have said nothing. I would have been in the back of the crowd and just get online like, I met Rihanna today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my new journey is, is if I want to be able to tell you I met Rihanna, yo, you got to go say something to her. You know exactly. what I mean? I shook Obama's hand and, and everyone in the crowd was like, yo, I can't wait till he come out. He walked out the door and they just froze. So I seen my opportunity to like get to the front. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I, and I've talked to Dave Chappelle, like when I talk to these people, every time I'm like, make sure you talk to him like a human being. All I told them was like, look, there's a lot of people who who are impacted by what you do. Like, keep doing what you're doing. If there's ever a day you get out of bed, like, yo, I can't be Dave Chappelle today, F all that. <laughs> like, right. go be you because, you, bro, you change people's lives. I literally had to start putting myself in that mindset because my first part of journalism, you could feel the thirst in my energy, the yeah. thirst to get the interview, the thirst to get a picture, the thirst to get mm -hmm. grab content. And, and the celebrities would treat me as such. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, this is a business transaction. Right, or you, bro, you don't care nothing about me. It's yeah. like a shoe kind of situation. But like you said, if I talk to this person, if I talk to Talib the same way I talk to Wally, the same way I talk to you, then it's more of a appreciation type of a, 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 a conversation. Yeah. Like, yo, Talib, you know, um, what would you think about when you wrote this part and get by and this that, and the other? And it's like that styly. When I talked to Styly, yeah. and you know, it was just a conversation, like, you know, my dad used your blah 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 blah. He was like, Word. And that sparked a different conversation. And you know, yo, uh, can I get this interview? Can I get this picture with you? Because yeah. they're gonna do that, but there's a certain time and place to do that. So if I'm doing a meet and greet, <clears throat> I'm already in a mindset as a rapper or as an actor. 
okay, this is part of my job. So of course I'm going to be cordial. But if we're backstage, I'm chilling. So I don't know who's back in my dressing room. I don't know who's next to my car. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be able to be me. So there is a point, going back to our truth, there is a point where we are on. And there is a point where, you know what I'm saying, it's the real us. This person on this camera right here is not a true representation of me. I'm sort of a recluse. I'm quiet. Uh, I'm, I'm more observant. So at this personality, you don't get this personality off camera. You right. know what I'm saying? So two things can be true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I am this. Don't get me wrong. I am this. But it takes a certain type of person to bring this out naturally when I'm yeah. off this camera. Mm-hmm. When I'm on, I'm on. And I think literally that understanding is what's hurting a lot of people in society where I think two things need to be true. I think it's where the celebrity has become the real enemy. And it's because people treat celebrities better than they do people in their real life. And that's become the issue. They want you to come to their show as Scully's and look for them after the show and do the same stuff they would do with Talib and do the same stuff they do with Nikki's shows. They want you to do that on a local level. I don't get why people don't. So this creates now the narrative is celebrity against the local. Because they treat the locals like nothing. They treat them like, well, you got to take all this abuse to become a celebrity. Again, these celebrities were not asking to be celebrities. Most of them don't want to be celebrities. (laughs) Most of them. Most, not all of them, but most of them don't want to. And the ones that do want to be is because we only know them because they're a celebrity. Their, Their fortune is tied to their celebrity. You're right. Because journalism is my art and my craft. It is not, whether I'm achieve you know Charlemagne or Brian Gumble success or we stay right here. I'm doing what I love to do. So you know I don't expect people to treat me like falling out or whatever. So if it yes. does it would seem kind of weird to me. So I see yeah. what you're saying. It's I like, don't like when it's your all. craft yeah. you, if, if if it's truly your art you're not in it for the celebrity. You're yeah. really in yeah. it for the artistry of it. It just so happens yeah. that you have mastered this to where now you are a celebrity. So and I'm just I get looking it. at and I'm just looking at the context. You know what I mean? If you was in Queens, New York, and you moved to Beaver Creek, Ohio, you do not want to be a celebrity. <laughs> you are not trying to run into a lot of people. I'm just looking at the context. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of those New York people move out to upstate New York, like they go to the country because I just. I'm gonna see you on the train. I'm gonna see you at work. I'm gonna, you know yeah. what I mean. And ninety eight percent of people are gonna treat you like your role you're playing. Yeah. But that's why I say we we don't get to have it two ways either because we even make the joke when Dave says like keep it in the comments. That's literally the same thing. If right. he's playing Dave Chappelle on a TV show, I don't want to talk about this in real life. Keep that on the TV she show. Yeah. Right, yeah. The universe wanted you to be there. You'd have been on set. It didn't want you there. So we ain't gonna have this conversation. You feel right. me? Because I had had this conversation every day for eight years with a bunch of random people, half of them white, half of them laughing at my jokes because they're laughing at me and not with me. Like, this is triggering, but we don't think about that. So, no, we're not thinking about our own mental health. We're not trying to heal because we're not even showing that we're trying to help other people heal. We're just feeling our ego because we've been hurt so bad. We got to be pleased. I got to be, you know, spoon fed. Someone has to coddle me. And not, like, we got to grow out of that this year. Shout out to Roderick Hart because uh, it's so funny at the same time. And I'm, trust me, these are for context and I'm not name dropping, but um, this is my life. So um, Roderick Hart used to work in Huntington with me and uh, he had this close friend that signed to the Atlanta Braves, signed to him for 10 mil. And so we go down to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? And I 
kicking it in his, his mansion or what have you. At the same time, me and Michael Red are befriending. He get he just gets signed to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> during all this time, I'm around these two athletes with hella money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I get to have a real meaningful conversation yeah. with them about the money. Like and Michael Red's a good guy. Yeah, he's he is. Smart too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's super smart. But they both had the same thing. It's like, man, after a million dollars, it's just money. Yeah. It's just it's just there. You know what I'm saying? It's accessible, but how many cars can you drive? How many houses can you live in? How many pairs of clothes? So really, it's not that they didn't necessarily say it's a nuisance, but it's just like after a million dollars, yeah, your needs point? are met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and that's the thing to where I had to start paying attention to what I was giving off because I realized from being aware, because that's what I like to do too. I like to be cautious. I like to just, I like to watch everybody. Yeah. And then I'll interact with everybody. You know what I right. mean? So when I see people with that status, I usually just kind of get this, like, man, I wish I could be me. You know what I mean? And they're doing, they're doing well at what they're doing. Yeah. But it just looks like they don't feel comfortable. Like they're wearing somebody else's clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when I had to understand, like, okay, you got to do the opposite. Like, you got to just treat them like a normal person. When they brush past you, just don't even look at them. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, too. You don't even look at them. You know what I mean? Just have your conversation with Susan. And that's the best thing for them because they're realizing, okay, someone gets it. Sometimes we just need one person that understands. You know what I mean? We just need one person that we feel like gets us. But, but here's the hypocritical side. The minute you are discredited, the minute that you are made to feel less than, and I've seen it happen. Yeah. That's where the flex comes in. Like, do you know who the hell I am? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just, so that's where <laughs> that's the hypocritical hey, side to it. So are we saying we're contradicting ourselves? I mean, you're going to have to sometimes. That's the beauty of life, though. Okay. But, but that, to me, just falls under you're making a mistake. You know what I mean? And that comes under you have an opportunity to get better. Or double down. Slam that baby choker, <laughs> too. Like, you know what I mean? Like. You have one or the other, but to me, you got to kind of be consistent in those lanes. And I think that's most people's issue. They try to jump back and forth from the fence. Like, you got to pick a side and, and stand on that side. You feel me? If you're going to be confrontational, be confrontational. Yeah. But also understand the other side. I think that's where we go wrong in, in most aspects of life. We get one side and we feel comfortable. We have to start understanding both sides. So it's, it's only so much to call someone a liar. Have you been a liar before? Have you been a thief before? You know what I mean? You... Take a walk in their shoes before you judge somebody is what I'm saying. So, Adrian, let's, <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's, let's really bring it in context because, Adrian, the thing is, it's not so much privacy. It's that Tim is on one side of this conversation. And be clear, I'm on another side of the conversation. Tim says you can have it both ways. And I'm saying, no, no you can't. You can't want to be treated regular and, and then pull your celebrity card when you feel like it. I feel like that's being hypocritical, right? But Tim said... Both can be true. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we stand on different sides of that opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, is like, listen, I don't know what you do behind closed doors. All I know is what you have presented me. When we first go on a date, I'm only going to give you a representative. I'm not going to tell you I got dirty clothes all over my house or, you know what I'm saying, I got bad credit or any of this stuff. You don't know none of this stuff about me. All you know is I showed up at the club 
with brand new fresh pair of kicks on my hair is cut all this stuff like that so i'm giving you a representative this is the same thing that these celebrities do they give you a representative you don't know what goes on in the vip room you don't know what goes on on the tour mm. bus you don't yeah. know what goes on at this point so when somebody decides to say okay you know you've pissed me off yeah and now I'm going to expose you to the world of who you really are. Now you look stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I kind of see, and I agree with what you're saying, but I kind of see is what she's saying is different. And it's kind of like what I was saying as far as I have my sacred circle who I do different things with. Mm -hmm. That That is respect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to mention to them I'm on this pedestal. All these people put me on out of respect. Mm -hmm. But everyone else, yes, I do get to do that because there's honor amongst these. If you get to be unfair to me, I get to be unfair to you. How do you put me on a pedestal and then say, you don't get to mention that you're up on that pedestal. You put me up here. <laughs> How does that not make you a So if you don't want me to mention I'm on a pedestal, stop putting me on a pedestal. So two things has to, to be, be true. true. Yeah. It has to in that instance. I hate to so sometimes that. it can, sometimes it can't. But Listen. in some instances, Two things have to be true because. so we can free ourselves from our ego because it's our ego saying it can't work like that, but maybe it can. And then, and that's what I'm saying because I got something to say to that. Yeah, I got something to say to that. Ooh. 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 If we individually rise to a certain status when it comes to podcasting or whatever, right? We all individually rise to a certain status. Yeah. And it will be because the people watched yeah. they listened they tuned in they purchased merch they showed up to whatever events we had right, right. it will be because of them however we still got our individual lives and yeah. we can still move the way we choose to, to move so at the end of the day i will operate the power in how i need to in whatever situation yeah right like that's up to the person that's, that is given to like people are going to give you a certain power like again tuning into your show yeah. they're giving you a certain power they're actually giving you their energy they're giving you their ears they're giving you their attention they're giving you the electronics yeah. all of this they, for yeah. you they're giving it to you can we add its part to them too because i also want to add what? the part it's it's part on them the people that listen because i also want to add to the people that record like we got to come in here and do this every day and and this is not easy because if it was, everyone would have a show and everyone's show would be great. And we thank y'all for tuning in. You know what I mean? This great segue. And there's yeah, some yeah, and there's some days we come in sick. And there's yeah. some days I come in when I didn't want to leave my kids because they sick. Right. So this is so yeah, absolutely. You you don't have a show without the fan base. And I think a lot of times this is how the the fan doesn't give the celebrity credit because they don't know how to because they're not taught to. They're just taught, you know what I mean, to fantasize about them. They're just taught to have that Disney story, but they're not really taught that this is a person behind Jamie Foxx. This is a person behind Will Smith. Mm -hmm. This is not just, and they'll tell you, that's my brand. That's not even Jamie Foxx's real name. Right. They'll tell you, that's a brand. I am a person, but that person has been neglected and ignored so long, sometimes I feel like they're forgetting who that person is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want, I'm, and that sucks for me. I hate that. I don't want two things to, to escape. Uh, well, Wiley just dropped on the table again. Thank you guys. And the best way to thank us is by sharing this on your page. We do need more likes if you don't mind. So if you are on the check-in, if you haven't liked this post yet, please like it. If you have like not shared share, it, please share and all that stuff. Now, so we're going to humanize this. Let's, and then we're going to get to the bullet points because I want to. Yeah, because we're not aliens. So let's humanize it. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, but guess what? 
we or treat, are we aliens? We, we treat celebrities like as such. Yeah. Because yeah. because when they when they're in the VIP, no, they're in the no, fishbowl. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you just like, and I have to. I'm in the VIP with them, so I'm like, bruh, just keep it moving, shake your hand, and keep it moving. Yeah. But here's where we humanize it: the same people like Cardi B who want and tell people to get out their business. You're the same person that goes live and tells your business. Yeah, that is sickening to me because it's like. Do you want the attention? Do you not want the attention? Tell us because there's no way that we should know that you have trouble in your marriage. Facebook is for fun. Yeah. We should not know that your man stayed out all night till yeah. three in the damn morning. That's y'all's business. Yeah, he ain't calling your but kids. the minute he somebody want to mistalk, the minute somebody wants to talk about your kids and your husband, now you want to jump bad and, and get in their face and stuff like that. And this is where you cannot have two things cannot be true. And that, yeah. and, but this is where me and you agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is where I say both sides are hypocrites. This is why there has to be honor amongst these. Y'all can't call each other out. Y'all both being hypocrites. But I agree. This social media is an open forum. I hate when social media blame like their relationship for going bad. Like you put all the stuff. <laughs> this is just a blank wall that y'all load stuff onto. That's yeah. it. It's nothing else. You didn't load nothing on here. It would just be a blank wall. Right. You know what I mean? So this is the same thing where people were like, man, why did you comment there? This is an open forum. That is the point of Facebook. It is to have discussions. It is for someone to make an idea or have a question, and we discuss it literally in a thread. So if you don't want these things discussed, don't talk about them. And I agree. The same with Cardi B, the same with the celebrities. If you don't want people looking at you like a dot, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop bending over for the camera. Like, it, it's simple. You don't get to have that two ways. Now, see, those are the side of things we don't get to have two ways. We don't get to call people ugly and then cry when someone calls us ugly. Like, right. You don't get to have that two ways. That's where you got to be solid in what you do. But to me, that's universal law. You know what I mean? Everyone doesn't practice that. See, this is where we have an issue. Mm -hmm. You have the religious people trying to punish people who don't follow religion and the spiritual people trying to teach people who don't follow spirituality. Yeah. And we in that middle just trying to convince each other. So to me, the best thing to do is find your path. It'll lead yeah. you to your people. Because I'm trying to do what everybody doing. Find, figure out what you doing. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you like like it is. And I'm, I'm going to give you all the truth. You, you here on this, this camera right here <laughs> is that, and I'm not, it's, it's not a flex at all. Now that I'm an advisor to an admissions department, hey. I can't say anything I want to say on Facebook. I yeah. can't cuss you out in public yeah. like I would before this position. You know what I'm saying? I have to walk a certain line now because I represent something else now. Now, am I real? That's for you to decide. Mm -hmm. But you get on the wrong side of me, you will get that short North dude. You mm -hmm. will get that Brittany Hills dude. But at the end of the day, I have a new walk. That I have to walk, and and what makes it so bad? While I was going through the transition, there were people that went live about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there were people that said a whole bunch of stuff, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm headed this way, and it's going to be used against me. And this live, if I go back yeah. and I start exposing, okay, because in my mind I'm like, okay, let me start exposing some stuff because I, yeah. I can get real ugly. Yeah. But then I'm like, the chess piece. How's that going to blow back mm -hmm. on me? You know what I'm saying? So there are times. Where I'm gonna tell you, it was on Brown Sugar. We do have to tap dance, and the, and we're gonna get into these 
bullet points, I promise you. But there are times that we as African-Americans, we do have to tap dance. And I hated the fact that I shared a post. I said, man, we are the only people that go live and we are the only people that try to expose each other. But then so many people in the comments was like, no, every ethnic group does this. But it's painful. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional right here. It's painful to watch us do it. Yeah, It's so painful because it's like, do you know, in order for us to get to certain rungs of the ladder, what we have to go through. So so somebody to try to yank that back down. Yeah. It's like, man, why did you have to do it? So I, while I agree with Cat Williams, I just be like, damn, bruh. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I mean, this is me. I get it. You and know, I, for me, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I think, I think this is, it ain't just that though. I think this is on a on a royalty level, on a king level. This is what keeps us in line. We have to keep each other in line. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Lions are not nice to each other. They gotta <laughs> keep each other aggressive. They gotta yeah. keep each other rough. They gotta keep each other in line. Iron that, yeah, it, and we we're getting out of that. We're getting to this nice coddly, and and men mm. are not asking to be coddled yeah. by each other. Right. You know what I mean? But since we're talking more, that's what we think each other want and nah we we still need to keep there we can never be at a point that everything is just safe and everything's okay we always have to keep our guard up because it keeps a certain type of mindset on you mm. and the longer you live in that safety you know what i mean it softens you 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 stop expecting certain things to happen you stop defending for things yeah. you ain't doing push-ups no more you know yeah. what i mean it's a whole different concept so i think we need these but the problem is is again we're we become sensitive because we don't know how to deal with it within ourselves. We don't know how to deal with this person saying you're a has-been and you never had a career. But to me, universally, I don't care what people think. It's because I know what I've done. Mm-hmm. So nothing you can say or not say will ever validate me or invalidate me. Like, I know what I've done. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Because I agree saying. with Adrian. I agree with Adrian. Uh, what do they say? After the Elevator incident, three platinum albums came after the Elevator. Jay-Z, Solange, and Beyonce, even though it is the most tragic and exposed element, three platinum albums came out of that incident. So, like you said, you can take tragedy and, you know, it just depends on the type of people you're around. And I feel like a lot of people have been around others for comfort. And they've been around them, again, to get spoon-fed, for them to tell you you're pretty and you can do it and you're smart. Why aren't you telling yourself those things? See, this, this is the bullet points. Like, this needs to become habit. These things that we're crying out for others, asking why they don't do. These things we're doing once a year on birthdays, anniversaries, and New Year's. Like, this needs to be an everyday thing. These conversations we have on this show, yes, we have them once a week. These need to be everyday conversations at your household. Mm -hmm. These to be everyday conversations at your kid's school, at your doctor's office, in your boss's office, when it matters. You know what I mean? We're just prepping now. We're practicing for it. But it's going to come a time when when you stand in front of that judge and it matters what you say. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's those are the times I care about. So for me, I, I, I see both sides. I we could have done without what Kat did. I'm glad he did it for personal reasons. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I'm in that middle to where, okay, now let's try to take away from what he's saying. And my takeaway is the truth has to shine, bro. You know why? The truth cannot hide. Well, not only that, it won't. It won't. <laughs> like, the dark, yeah, the light. truth like, is going to shine. And, and there's no there's no limitations on that. So, so, if, so if you're trying to control how the truth comes out, you got to put it out. If you don't care how it comes out, hold on to it. There's three things. That I'm <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what hey, hey, I grew up amongst.
amongst a bunch of street people, and the saying always went the same. Everybody a gangster until a gangster walk in the room. Exactly. Everybody a pimp until a pimp walks <laughs> into the room. Everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you do, like, you like going back to what Adrian said, Sam may now start writing for real. It, he may. I don't know. He may. 30 years of not right. 30 years. Yeah. Hey, 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 the sad thing is, once you hear the truth about somebody, then you see the image yeah. that they have been portraying this whole time. And you now, went I looked at that him, much I was like, to protect uh, that lie? Now I looked, you might not change it. I looked at him, I was like, you got a point. I guess I should have seen that. I posted two videos on Facebook already of his stand-ups where they show where he stole it from. Show oh, other that, people's yeah. stand-ups. But okay, so, so is, that the same, is, the same, <laughs> is that the same thing to say about T-Pain? Because, you know, T-Pain was, oh, you ain't nothing without this. He took time, took about a year off to develop his voice, and now he can pretty... But T-Pain could always sing, though. He just knew auto-tune was his lane. He knew that's what the people... That was new, and it was going to gravitate. Because T-Pain is singing now on tour. He can sing really good now. He, wasn't, I mean? he wasn't singing as good as he was. I think he can sing back then. I heard some covers because he writes, too. I've heard him do some covers for people. Yeah. Bro could sing, but I think he knew auto-tune. He, he, he wouldn't have took off from singing. Yeah, he He, he wouldn't have got really, to where he is now from singing. Absolutely not. He really took time. He can he can really R&B sing. R&B artists rarely really get now. to that. I think yeah. that's why a lot of them start crossing over into rap. Because they're like, I can become a megastar. You know what I mean? Off of two songs. Yeah. <laughs> R&B got to put out three albums. They're like, well... Give us another one, Mary Jane. Like, come on, she giving y'all everything. Give me all she got. So, is it right to know or people to know about your past or expose your past? So, if you used to be a hoe back, yeah, absolutely. Used to be a absolutely. Used to because it was on a pretty petty podcast as well. Ask yourself why do you care? If you if you used to be a hoe and you go for that and people know about it, at the end of the day, it just shows life. The like at the end of the day, my journey is my journey. So for you to try to sit here and compare yourself to my journey is is a discredit to yourself because I've already been there, done that, like literally. And probably have fun doing it, you know. Right, people are already, and I think it's it's more so like we want people. I learned the best from this in church because you want people to be this split image of you and whoever you're discovering yourself to be. So if you feel like you're wholesome and you're complete and you're putting together and you're adventurous about learning, you expect that in the images that you see, not realizing that everybody is at where they're at. They're on their own journey. Like, and yeah. you gotta meet them where they are, not expecting them to be where you are. Now, Tim's gonna agree with both of us because both things can be true. <laughs> now, Tim gets his psychology expertise naturally. I've studied psychology for a long time. So in my psychology class, do you know that they said the people that advocate or anti the most deal with that thing the most because they were going back and saying people who are anti uh you know um this and that like sex sex offenders and stuff like that but they're dealing with that themselves people who are anti or homophobic they're dealing with it so i was like that is crazy that the people who march against certain things that they're against they're actually subconsciously dealing with that in themselves and i was like that is weird well that's the projection that's what happens when you don't deal with things internally you deal with them externally when you can't deal with your partner yelling at you you yell at your kids you know what I mean? That's how it happens. You don't want to yell at them. Your partner's who you want to yell at, but they you don't want them to, you know what I mean, react. <laughs> Your kids have been taught not to react to you. You see why people yeah. were teaching their kids that. 
Right. So this is where the psychological damage is happening. I'm Talk raising you it. because how someone else is beating me down. So all they're teaching me is how to beat people down. They, right, they exactly. can't teach me how to lift people up. Which they don't is, know that. Which is really um, sad. Well, really turn at not sad. Let me just say it really ties into the word resolution and resolving because these children's spirits are getting broken at a young age. And we didn't realize that. Like we call it like, oh, I got my ass beat. I did this and that and the other. Yeah, but your spirit got broken. Yeah. That's why it's taking you 40 years or 50 years to get into who you're supposed to be or, or like having the confidence or whatever. Because those things were beaten out of us. They were scared out of us, like literally frightened out of us. Every time we rose up to acknowledge or to talk back or to say something def in defensive, we were beaten down. Whether it was a word, so that's why we hide our truth because we are taught at an early age to hide shame yeah. right so i can't sad part is that and i hope that whoever's listening to this that you're you're protected you are protected but their son wanted to dance and the dad was like hell no my son ain't dancing Shit, you know what I'm saying? Other than the other, but you know, there are certain all kinds of expressions for dance, and just because uh, he was to dance, that wouldn't lead him. I don't think that would have led him into a sexual preference. So but the dad was like, Hell no, my son ain't dancing, yeah. and it hurt me because. I know this little boy wanted to dance, and I was like, Damn. "But, but everything's That's happening." But everything, but into everything in that situation is happening right in the universe because the dad is the one that's missing out. This is how I grew to this point because I went against those grains. You know what I mean? I've never wrestled or played football. Like my oldest son has already done both because I had to let him understand you're not living my life. So even if I have a preference for something and you don't. I have to let that go. I can't hold on to that. I can't try to force you into this direction. You are whoever you're going to be. I got to like it or leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is, whether I like it or not. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that harsh reality. It's because they're not used to dealing with harsh realities. They run from that truth. They're not used to dealing with the truth. We're, we're habitual creatures. So now we can reverse engineer that and use that to heal ourselves. We can pay attention to our habits, our routines. People like me, I'm at a point, I don't like routines. Anything start feeling routine, I'll just break the routine. And it could be working, <laughs> but it ain't working for me. So I'm going to break the routine because I know I can create a new one. That's what I've been spending my time doing. So as parents, we get this confidence when we handle it in the field because because our kid, your kids are going to test you. Every single person, if you're a parent, your kids are going to try you. And it's not personal. Again, iron sharpens iron. You got to change your mindset. They want you to be better, just like you're teaching them to be better. Well, so when, they want you to be better as well. Well, when you're when you're willing to always break the status quo, you develop a black sheep persona, like Absolutely. a cat Williams, like yourself. Absolutely, you develop this outcast persona, and not everybody wants to feel the pain of being an outcast. My outcastness was involuntary. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of the majority, but because I boxed left of everybody and just the way that I thought, I couldn't think a different way. So, yeah. you know, some people embrace I'm different. I didn't like the fact that I was different. So this you know is what I'm why, saying? Absolutely. This is why I say on the show, everything I do is through love. This is why I feel like Cat Williams deserves flowers. This is why Nip deserves flowers. This is why I'm going to deserve flowers. Because people don't stop and think we're doing that so everyone else doesn't have to do it. 
That's the point. Mm. He ain't doing it for the followers. I ain't doing it for the money. Why else would I be doing it? So now Delane can go be Delane. He doesn't have to worry about, man, maybe I need to become this person I never wanted to be. You don't have to no more. Nice to meet you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm going to have a good connection with that person or a bad connection? You see what I'm saying? Those are the and those are the connections I had to learn. I had to pay more attention to because I had I was my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I thought only the people who seemed sick needed the medicine. I didn't realize everyone everybody needed the medicine. Everybody needs the medicine, and everybody. I didn't realize the people who were helping me make the medicine and bottle it needed it more than anybody else. That part. So that's what I learned through all of this. I didn't learn to become more mean. I didn't learn to become more. I learned love. This, this is love in what we're doing. You and know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at, where the conversation we had the other day where I said, you know, I have been beating myself up. And it's not like me to do that. Yeah. It's it's like me in the moments when I get there, but to stay there and be like, okay, down on myself. But when I spoke to another friend, it was like everybody was literally in my circle was having these same thoughts. So the fact that I opened up and had these conversations, we all were healing each other. We all were encouraging one another not to stay where we were mentally. And it takes that. It takes that village. It takes for you to go in there and be like, man, I'm not in my right mind right now. Right. Instead of being like, no, every, how are you? Everything is fine. Yeah. I'm okay. No, I wasn't okay. Yeah. And I needed to share with someone who I could trust. That that wasn't gonna be like, oh yeah, man, you should just give up, homie, because it doesn't sound yeah. good from here. Instead, instead, I shared with two people that was like, you know what, I've been there. I'm there now, actually. Yeah. This is what my this is how I got myself out of that space. This is what I said to myself, or this is what I did. So I was able to take that information, but I had to be transparent. I had to be vulnerable. That guess what? In my oh so perfect life, that ain't perfect. Yeah. Um. I'm having a moment mm-hmm. and I need help getting through and I can try to do my best as normal to manage it myself, which mm-hmm. I normally do because that's the type I'm on the end of, I'm, I'm making the things for the people and I, I need help with, mm-hmm. I'm what I'm at that place now where I, I learned to guess what I need to be open for people to, to that think like me because I need help right. and I can't be the only one healing people because I need healed as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeding all four or five of my children, but I'm the last person to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's how things operate with a person who's a giver. Yeah. That's and a healer. And so, well, here, here's the thing. when I, And this is what I'm glad there are the Ryan Davises of the world for checks and balances, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing wrong with being a true sayer. But then you also have to be under the gun yourself. Yeah. So, Cassie. Let's bring her up before we get back to Kat. Yeah. You are a failing singer. You know what I'm saying? You can't act. So you would have been known as Diddy's girlfriend. Yeah. And now that he discarded you, now there's retribution. There was no screaming and hollering while you were under this. Yeah. But now, we get it. We get it. There was, uh, you know, an element of fear. And this is a man of power, so I get it. There yeah. was an element of fear, yeah, so you had to get enjoy a, most of it. Enjoy most of it, but we have to understand that <laughs> now, if you come out with an album, yeah, we don't believe you. We you need yeah. more people. When you try to act now, yeah, we don't believe done. you. You need more people. So take your thirty million and go sit down somewhere. Hey, you go flip that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, run through that. Exactly. Now, Cat Williams, two things can be true. Yes, you told the truth, 
but did you explain why you were showing up late to shows? Did you show why you were going through mentally or whatever it is that you were going through mentally that made you look less than stellar? You know what I'm saying? So these are the things that Kat has to deal with because basically you are speaking from a place to where you are not a Kevin Hart. You are speaking from a place where you're not getting as many shows. So you can start to look better. You know what I'm saying? If you're not careful. I think he did explain that. But I think he did explain that. He explained that by saying like he writes his own jokes. He goes on tour. That's hard. Again, that's why other people ain't doing it. So yeah, if you have someone else write a report for you and I stayed up all night writing it, you're probably going to be on time to class. I'm probably not. <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? That's it's logic. Like, that's why I say we, we damage ourselves by comparing. Like, yes, it's, it's good to compare and be like, oh, you're similar to this person in this way. Like, I want to encourage you yes. to stay on your path type of stuff. But when you compare like, oh, well, I'm not Kevin Hart. Yeah, well, but he's Cat Williams. Yeah. Like, and people know him for Cat Williams. Everything, like, and he owned everything. He owned his drug history, his in and out of whatever, saying his children. Like, he owned his life. So, so why like, even mention Kevin Hart? And, because and I, cause we'll go back to we'll go back to one other comparison. Yeah. It was, I forget the wait, year. Wait, who mentioned Kevin Hart? Cat Williams. Cat yeah. Williams did. But 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 we'll go to another comparison. And she and India Irie tried to throw slight shade at Alicia Keys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When Alicia Keys won all those Grammys. Yeah. And it was like, you know, she did the whole light skin, dark skin comparison, the natural versus blah, 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 blah. But that she had the machine behind her in yeah. India Irie, going back to your point, is that everything that India did was very organic. But, but the voyage to India was, I feel like, a so much better project than Diary. It was a not even close. <laughs> I mean, but but we know that, and and I think this is the hard part of being human because that that situation you described, I feel like, is it in a nutshell is why it's such a slippery slope. Because Indiari is not wrong, but she's going to look wrong in those circumstances. Speaking about speaking it, about it doesn't it, matter yeah. what you say. Yeah, Cat Williams is going to look bitter, and he even said, "You know what I mean." But but I think. It's not about that. And I see both sides. I see both sides in a sense of y'all are stepping into my lane and trying to say someone else does what I do every day. I'm not going to let that happen. Mm -hmm. But I see it at a point now that Kevin Hart and people like that just starts catching random strays. And Kevin Hart is very successful. No one's taking away anything that Kevin Hart has done. Right. Yeah. This is why these conversations are tricky on comparison because it seems like it's them versus us. And it's, it's all us and us. You know what I mean? But we do have to sharpen each other in a healthy way. I, I can't give people credit for things they're not doing. I can't call Kevin Hart a, a stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? Especially not one of the best. And this is this is everywhere. Tabloids are saying that you hear kids go down the street. I, I would speak against something like that. But I would also let the people understand this is not a personal attack. You know what I mean? This is just two people in their craft who are passionate about their craft. Yeah. I almost would question if someone is passionate about their craft if they don't talk about it like this. Yeah. So I, I yeah, see because, things from a different perspective in that field, but I, I get it. It's unnecessary because now I'm Kevin sorry. Hart's getting hurt. I'm you know what I mean? Quick. I think it's it's like um the McDonald's taste buds and vegan or plant-based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like I can't expect everybody to appreciate certain types of food because they own a mcdonald's taste buds yeah like 
I feel like comedy or things can be compared like that. Like, it's not saying that your food is bad, even though that's what's written. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the facts about certain types of food industries. However, certain wholesome foods or certain things are said to be better for the body. Like, yeah. it's, it's that both are needed. People yeah. desire them both in, in their own way. Like, people desire Kevin Hart just as much as they desire. But to me, it's, it's, it, but to me, it goes to the Facebook posting. It should be, see, that's where people become hypocrites when it comes to celebrities. Putting a movie out should be the same as someone posting a post on Facebook. If you put a movie out, I get to dissect it. I get to tell you exactly how I felt about it, why I don't like it, who I would rather have started it, why you shouldn't have wrote it. I get to tell you every which way I feel because I guarantee you on Facebook telling some lady about her baby dad. So I get to do the same thing, but why is a celebrity get all these passes and they get protected? That's why half of them want cancel culture and half of them want to cancel cancel culture yes. because y'all don't want to cancel everybody. That's the problem. Right, right. If we kept everybody to that same standard, we would be getting somewhere, but we pick and choose who we want to put through the real detector who we're like, oh, they get a pass. Yeah. They've been real. Nah, everybody need to go through that real detector. So, I mean, I'll, I'll personalize it. There, there's a dynamic that, you know, um, when I started as a DJ, it was like, okay, unless you're on vinyl, you're not considered a real DJ, blah, 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 blah. And we equate the skill level <clears throat> to whatever, you know, route you took to, to get to where you were. Now, I didn't start out, you know, saying the true, you know, DJ route. I started with the electronical age where, you know, you had a lot of cheat codes and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I went back to get that knowledge. So I did purchase, uh, um, two techniques and, and vinyl and all that good stuff. But the thing was is that while two things could be true, I love DJing, but I love, love journalism as much. So I didn't really have time to dedicate, you know what I'm saying, my my skill and all this, that, and the other to true DJ work. And I focus more on, on this, on, on journalism and radio and blah, 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 blah. Now, when the conversation comes, it was like, who's the greatest DJs in Columbus. Now, I'll make that list for the people who come to my shows and, you know, well, Lane can't be the dopest DJ because he doesn't know how to use vinyl efficiently and he doesn't know this, that, and the other. But in my confidence, I'll say, I will bust your ass when it comes to rocking the crowd. Like, put me up, you up against anybody. I'll bust your ass. And I'm confident in saying that. Mm -hmm. I may not have this vinyl build thing down and I can still get that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I've still put in the work. Mm -hmm. I've still put in the work. I've still done shows. And you know from the results that I may not have come through the same rep run. And I know there are certain DJs that they're only where they are based off of their association, yeah. who they're friends with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not the greatest DJs in the world. You know who you are. You're not the greatest. But because this is your friend and he's a promoter or he's a business owner, he's a bar owner, yeah. this is how you got your position. But... I can really say it, but I'm not going to speak on that. You know what I'm saying? Because get your money how you get it. L get it how you live, pimp. But yeah. with the day you come for me, I'm a Cat Williams at ass. Don't call yourself the best. <laughs> you know? so, so I get what you're saying. In the spirit of competition, we have to, because somebody could easily say, you know, Lane is trash. Yeah. But let's put it to the test. You know, I just I just think this is the thing. This is one of those instances where we can't have it two ways. People are predicated on who's the worst. If there's a worst, there's a best. So if we're ever going to worry about who's not good at something, who's the worst, that means they're the best. So yeah. mention them too, because it probably ain't you if you ain't mentioning it. Yeah. But again, this is where my security comes from. I'm going to mention it, whoever it is. It doesn't have to be me. Right. Because being the best at something is sacred. 
you're only the best if you really believe you're the best. And you're not going to believe you're the best unless you know you put in more than everybody else that does this. There ain't no half-stepping when it comes to you. But that's why people look for external validation because they need others to convince them you're. The, if you don't believe it, you're not the best. I right. guarantee you that. <laughs> right, right. Anything you do, exactly. if you don't think you are, you're you're definitely and not. As the Big best. Daddy Kane said, if you got two, <laughs> people, if you got two people in the room that say that they're the best, you're gonna have to prove it now. You go ahead. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people don't want to say it because they're gonna have to prove it with someone who knows they're the best. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's why they didn't like Ali. That's why they hated Ali. Yeah. The word resolution. Because it's a firm decision to do or not to do something. And that's on every level. It's not just in, oh, hey, I'm going to decide to go to the gym three days a week or I'm going to save a dollar every five minutes, whatever, you know, people come up with. But it's really like really sticking to the things you can purposely do in your heart. Like that you're passionate about doing like when it comes to eating or like DJing or the podcast, when you get passionate about something, that is the real resolution. It's not just saying, hey, okay, this is the new 2024 and I got 365 and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. No, but you really want to be passionate about these things we do because they're life changing, not just for ourselves, but for people around us. Yeah. And we got to stop confusing people bleeding with seeking attention, right? Yeah. Because, and this is my last point before we wrap up. Before podcasting and before this thing became a thing, we were called bloggers, right? So while I'm blogging, I'm spitting my truth and I'm grabbing an audience. And then some people were saying that, man, he's just looking for sympathy. or He's just looking for this. I'm like, no, I'm healing myself through my pen. I'm just inviting people to see my pain if you want to. The thing when Africa Bambada came out, when all that stuff came out about him, I use that as a, a personal testimony to now, like you said, I had the courage to tell what happened to me mm-hmm. in a blog, right? But it was just like, man, I'm getting all this flag. Like, you trying to get empathy. It's like, no, this is what's going to help me build because now I'm an Eminem situation. So if it comes up again, you know, the higher the rungs that I go, you can't hold this against me now. Mm-hmm. And I've had, because of my truth, I've had people try to, you know, go on stage and be like, this happened to Lane, this happened to Lane. And I'm like, I already said it. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. So so at the end of the day, you can't hold this against me. But people need to st- when 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 somebody voluntarily tells you their truth, not everybody's seeking attention. What yeah. I'm saying may help somebody else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, don't be afraid to tell your truth either, based off of what somebody is going to perceive you to be. Or and, yeah. and what you're saying is the magic. I'm gonna wrap up and then you can go. And what you're saying is the magic. You know what I mean? Belief begates belief. This is why I know I'm the best because when I get today's, I don't want to get up. I talk to myself like, "What would the best? Would the best sleep in today? Mm. Or would the best get up?" You know what I mean? So that belief begates belief. The more you believe in yourself, you actually learn what believing in yourself means. And it means being the best version of yourself for when you're the lowest. Mm -hmm. You go back and get yourself. Not living and, you know, barricading yourself into what you think is the best. No, you got to have a direct line to everywhere in your life. And you need to be moving. You can't just be in one spot. You know what I mean? Because everything needs attention. Yeah. This thing's learning. This thing was unintended. Now you got to go over here and it's it's back and forth. And once we get to do that, we learn how to service people. We learn how to do for people. So I know a lot of people's end goal is 
making the world a better place and doing for people. Yeah. I promise you the best road there is doing for yourself is learning how to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Put that in your good habits. Put that in your good routines daily. You know what I mean? Forget this monthly and quarterly and yearly nonsense. Yeah. Daily, like put yourself first, learn yourself. I'm telling you, you become a better patron of other people. Absolutely. Yes, and to that, um, I practiced this like a couple years ago. I started this and it's been hold me down on a daily basis, since you said daily, is that I have made a list of every perfect thing that can happen on a day. Like any day, mm -hmm. like any perfect thing. It could be the beach, it could be a cup of tea. It, it was like anything that would make my day perfect, right? And that list went on for like five pages. Like every time I just found something that made me happy, I would go put it on this list. And I started reading the list and I started applying those things to my daily basis. So it was like, I could do any of these things and they'd bring me happiness. Any one thing would bring me instant happiness. Mm -hmm. And I literally started doing that. And I'm applying it now more than ever is that like, remembering my list of happiness, remembering my list of peaceful things because I'm the center of my peace. Like I control the atmosphere, not other people, not other things. Like I can, I have the power to do that. But Absolutely. I gotta be in my right mind, in my right space to do that. And so Absolutely. that's why I wanna leave y'all with, make that list your perfect things. And there's no limit to your list, right? Mm -hmm. You can put a billion things on there if you have the energy to write it down, a billion things. But whatever makes you happy, whatever brings you peace, Start applying those things to your every day because everybody given the same 365. Yeah. <laughs> and 24. Yeah. Unless you cut it a different way. <laughs> now, now, now the cruise days are finished, but we do have to do announcements and they we all have announcements. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. go first. Um, part of my new deal, yes, I did sign a deal with the Ohio Media School, is that uh the new hours that we have are from nine until ten thirty. But part of that deal is I do have to, in order to keep this program going, I have to acknowledge the Ohio Media School and the Columbus Underground. So please make sure that as we develop this show that you are tuned into Columbus Underground. Uh, the other thing, of course, is that um, because I'm the new admissions person, if you do have anyone that is interested in the career in media, please, oh, please, oh, please uh, contact me at Delane Whiteside or dwhiteside at beonair.com. And we will make sure the school has everything to offer sports emphasis. Uh, we do have a great video program. And of course, as you can see, we have a great radio and broadcasting program as well. So if you have any uh, senior that's getting ready to graduate or somebody who doesn't have a real good direction, please send them to me and we will make sure that we sit down and have a conversation about the Ohio Media School and you'll get this announcement each and every single week. Thank you guys so much for, thank, I want to give Tim his flowers because him, Betty Smith, Doc West gave me a great recommendation and uh, me and Tim are collaborating with some stuff to really tell you the story about how I got from there to there this year so be on the lookout for that as well. See you at CJ's tonight from 8 to midnight. Go ahead Tim. Oh, uh, me and Wally working on a few things. Me her and assist me out. We got a show coming up in April, April 20th at Wild Goose Creative. Make sure y'all tap in um and I'm just I'm going to be dropping books on mm, dropping Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wally, what you got? So I have a retreat coming up. Um, well, actually, before I next Sunday is a, um, a yoga event, yoga meditation event that's free and open to the public. Please look on my page. I did post it the other day. Um, but then also a retreat coming up in March back to Ghana. So look on my page for that as well. And then we're working on a mommy 
healing retreat for um, May that's going to be in Costa Rica. So hey. listen, stay tuned, stay tapped in because 2024 is here hey. and it's going up. Thank you, Amara. Thank you, Adrian, Yaya, Trine, uh, Jessica, everybody that has been on the check-in today. Uh, let's get one more like. I know somebody's on the check-in. Let's get one more like. We had 11 let's go and share it one more time. We'll be back here next week, 9 to 10.30. Now, we do have an extension. If it gets really good, we can at least go until 10.45. But today, we're going to end on time. But uh, again, please continue to... Hey, we appreciate that like. We're up to 12 now. Thank you so much. Because you are who makes... I really don't. I, really, I wish I had it lined up, but it would take those two minutes next time. We're going to make sure that we have that. And living your truth. Please live in your truth. We out of here. Peace.